0: is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, May 12, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 10th of ER 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Yesterday, we reported on an explosive story of a female Al Jazeera reporter who was shot dead. Today, the investigations and protests are underway. TV journalist Shireen Abu Akleh was the face of Palestine for millions around the world. Beloved by both Israeli and Palestinian journalists, her death is seen as a tragedy. Abu Akleh was shot in the face while covering an Israel Defense Force raid in the West Bank city of Jenin. Now the Palestinian Authority is refusing to accept Israel's request to conduct a joint investigation into her death. The Palestinian Authority civil affairs head Hussein Al-Sheikh says... Israel requested a joint investigation and the handing over of the bullet that assassinated the journalist Shireen, and we refused that. And we affirmed that our investigation would be completed independently, and we will inform her family, America, Qatar, and all official authorities of the results of the investigation. Qatar is the place of Al Jazeera. That's where Al Jazeera comes from. The official added the claim that all indications, evidence and witnesses confirm her assassination was by Israeli special units. Israeli Channels 12 and 13 are both reporting that both Israelis and Palestinians wanted to do a ballistic analysis to determine whether she was killed by Israeli or Palestinian gunfire during the raid, but the bullet is one that is used by both Israeli troops and Palestinians in M-16 and M-4 assault rifles. Abu Akla was killed by the bullet itself and not from blood loss. A doctor from an University in Nablus has the bullet and is going to be investigating further. The IDF probe that first came out reported Israeli troops did not fire at her and that she was most likely standing near Palestinian terrorists at the time. Journalists on the scene say this is not the case. Troops from this special unit say they did not see Abu Akla at all and that they responded with very precise gunfire, which can be determined by the number of rounds fired. IDF Chief of Staff Aviv Kohavi said, quote, In the course of the IDF activity overnight, the Palestinians carried out widespread gunfire at our forces, wild, indiscriminate fire in all directions. The journalist who was killed was present inside the area of the fighting, End quote. The White House is asking the Palestinian Authority and Israel to open a joint investigation. U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price said, The Israelis have the wherewithal and the capabilities to conduct a thorough, comprehensive investigation. End quote, But again, Palestinians have refused to do the work together. Abu Akla will be buried on Friday in Jerusalem. In the meantime, hundreds of Palestinians and Arab Israelis are protesting at rallies in East Jerusalem, Haifa, and Nazareth. Some protests in the capital of Jerusalem turned violent. Some came to the journalist's home in Beit Hanina to pay respects. Reports are out that protesters threw rocks, blocked traffic, and clashed with police on the road that connects a Palestinian neighborhood to a Jewish one in Jerusalem. Around 200 protesters in Haifa chanted, with spirit, with blood, will redeem Shirin. The Jerusalem Post has out an editorial piece titled, Journalists' Death Will Become Excuse for Terror Attacks in Israel. Now for a bit about Abu Akleh. Abu Akhla was born and raised in Bethlehem and spent time in the United States as a child. She was one of very few female Palestinian news reporters, and she rose to fame during the Second Intifada, where she covered violent rioting that was taking place daily in the year 2000. From here, she became one of the most popular reporters for Al Jazeera. She began working there in 1997 when their Jerusalem bureau was new. Here's a quote I found from her that I thought was chilling to read. She was asked about how she handles danger while on the job. She said this, Death was always a short distance away. During the difficult moments, I overcame the fear. I chose journalism to be close to the human being. It's probably not easy for me to change the reality, but at least I was able to communicate that voice to the world. Last Thursday, so that's a week ago from today, while Israel Independence Day celebrations were winding down for the night, three fathers were brutally murdered in the city of Elad. Arrests have been made, but security forces now have taken two more Palestinians into custody for allegedly helping the two terrorists carry out their mission. The two men were arrested in an early morning raid in two towns near Jenin in the West Bank. The two original men who were arrested are accused of using an axe to hack three men to death. They were found around 60 hours later, hiding in a forest near the scene of the crime. One of the young suspects admitted to the crime on video. The two are 19 and 20 years old, and they work together to carry this out. The three men that were killed, each left behind children, five children, five children, and one left behind six children. One of the kids, unfortunately, witnessed his father's death. Since March 22, 19 Israelis have been killed by Palestinian terrorists. There was an attempted stabbing attack near the Temple Mount in the old city of Jerusalem Wednesday afternoon. This happened after a terrorist tried to stab a police officer and was then shot. That person is now recovering in the hospital in critical condition. Just days earlier, a border police officer was stabbed on the job, and there was another terrorist attack in Tekoa, where a resident shot a Palestinian man with a knife as he was trying to jump over the fence into his own home. Here's a story from the J-Post that I haven't seen anywhere else. Apparently, around 1,200 IDF soldiers have been investigated and 10 officials questioned regarding Israeli strikes on Iranian ships. The information about this was leaked to the Wall Street Journal last year, which reported between that time and 2019, Israel had targeted 12 ships headed to Syria loaded up with Iranian oil. Then an organization petitioned the Israeli government to conduct a criminal investigation to find out how this information was leaked. Ultimately, the state attorney decided not to push through with it. Those behind the petition argue an Israeli had leaked the information and that it was harming Israel's naval campaign against Iran, which is the enemy. Apparently, not everyone who was privy to the information had signed off on a confidentiality statement. And new practices are now in place to correct this moving forward. The state attorney says the IDF did, however, conduct an internal investigation of the matter. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us to continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend, and three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Haaretz has a piece out about two cities being merged into one, and people do not like it. Israel's interior ministry has decided to merge Damash into Ramle. Damash is an unrecognized village, Many villagers are opposing it and others say no one consulted them about it. Furthermore, the Ramle municipality is against it and says they plan to go to the high court to appeal it if it comes down to it. Ramle is a mixed Arab and Jewish city proper in israel interior minister ayelet shaked signed the order wednesday after getting a recommendation from somebody close to her this comes a year after israel's high court of justice asked the government to make a decision about damash's legal status and to end off on something light, Tehran, season two is out just days ago, May 6th, That came out, and it's getting quite a buzz. This thriller TV show gives viewers an insight into the Israeli-Iranian conflict. Using realistic characters And this season, popular actress Glenn Close has a major role in the production. The Guardian says that she adds menace to the series. I personally liked season one very much and I look forward to seeing season two. I haven't watched it yet. I saw the lead actress, Niv Sultan, pulling through Shuka Carmel or the Carmel market in Tel Aviv just about a month ago. She was a passenger in a bright yellow Mustang, but you know me, I'm a journalist and my eyes are everywhere. I saw her, I was sipping my coffee and I saw her come through in the car and I said, must be nice. The Guardian reviewer gave it four out of five stars. The first season saw Tamar, the lead character, as an Israeli Mossad hacker and agent who has an Iranian family background. She uses this to her advantage when she arrives in the country and needs a place to stay, so she looks up her aunt. She goes undercover in Tehran, Iran's capital city, to facilitate airstrikes on a nuclear power plant. People died, people double-crossed, working for both Iran and Israel, and the season ended in chaos. In season two, We join Tamar and her Iranian love interest and collaborator, Milad, while they hide out in the city two months after the first season's finale. She had betrayed him, by the way, but I suppose that he forgave her. Now Tamar will have to figure out how to get herself out of the mess that she made and out of the country without being seen or executed. We're headed into the weekend here in Israel, so perhaps I'll have more updates for you on the show on the other side. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, May 12, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 16 degrees Celsius and a high of 23 degrees. That's 61 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 74 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. You can sign up for this on our website at israeldaily.news. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'll send you off today with a song called Sivan by Tal Flora. Have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend shabbat shalom everyone
1: give it Je Yeah.